0: So today I decided to share a real life situation in my life, not as something to process with you, I've done a lot of processing already, but to share because unfortunately what happens is we read books, we hear interviews, there's a lot of stuff projected on social media about oh, you know, new year, new you, and isn't it wonderful, and we compare our insides with other people's outsides. And I wanted to share this with you because, you know, one is I'm a coach. This is what I do. I have tools. I understand it doesn't mean that I don't have my own difficulties, right? And sometimes that gets mistaken. I'll have clients that say, oh, but this doesn't happen to you. And I've had clients and it's not that it doesn't. I may have tools and I can move through them sometimes quicker, sometimes not. Sometimes I need not just Mm -hmm my own ability to do it myself, but I need the support of others. So I have my own coach. I have a somatic therapist that I work with. That's really taught me a lot about like past stuff that I work with and the emotions and how the emotions are locked into my body, right? And releasing that. So I have a lot of support. I have a team for my own emotional well-being, just like I have a team of people who help support my body. So whether it's my physical therapist, my massage therapist, my chiropractor, right, I have a Rolfer. So I have different people on this team that help support me to help me take care of myself. There have been times I've had a personal trainer and that's with somebody, you know, who was creating a weight program for me, weightlifting program for me, and that's what I used to do for my athletes was create weight programs for them. But I didn't have the brain space to do it for myself. Right? So Building teams is really, really important, as well as what I'm going to share with you. So I'm sharing this with you because we sometimes talk about the end result that we want, and we don't talk about the so-called messy middle and what that looks like and how it shows up. And I think that's really important because we get into a lot of magical thinking about what we want and what the relief will be like once we get there, instead of realizing like, oh, what I'm going through right now is normal. Doesn't mean there's something wrong with me. Doesn't mean I'm bad or broken this is normal. So the other day I was in deep struggle and I woke up and I just had a really challenging time, like moving through the day and getting stuff done. And I was, I'm a really productive person. I have a lot of good systems built in place. I value productivity and I was struggling. I just couldn't get it done. And in fact, that day I had it calendared to write and record a podcast. In fact, it had moved over because the day before I had this overambitious goal is to get two done in one day and I'd written, recorded one. I was on the second one. I already knew the topic. I was writing it and I just kept writing it and it was just a mess and it was a hot mess and I was exhausted and I was emotionally spent. Like It was the end of a, a pretty challenging week, but I wanted to get it done because I want to honor the calendar because so then I would have that space for other work to do the next day. And finally, it was like 5.45 and I go, I'm done. I'm done. You can come back to this tomorrow. And I got back up and went into the office and I started working on stuff and I didn't have the oomph to like start something hard. So I started with small, easy stuff and I kept going and I was slogging through the day. You know, those days that you have and you're like, wow, like you kind of feel like your, your brain is moving through quicksand right? It just slogging through and I'm going through the day and I check in with myself and I realize like, I'm struggling. I go, I am in deep struggle. And I own that story to myself. My brain was saying, but you still have that, you have that podcast you've got to finish. It's in draft version. You must, you know, you didn't push through last night. You need to get this done. But what I knew the night before was I knew that I was spent, I was tired, I was emotionally exhausted. The old me a long time ago would have pushed through, but I know deep in my bones that doesn't work, right? It's not when I do my best creative work. It's not when I do even just good quality creative work. It would have been just a hot mess. So I didn't realize that night I was in deep struggle or I was on the brink of struggle. But the next day I realized Oh, Corinne, you're in deep struggle. And as soon as I admitted that to myself, I could feel the tears come up. I'd given it space and the tears started to flow. I sat in my office, I sat on my desk and I cried and I had tears. And there's still that part of my brain like, you've got shit to get done. (laughs) You don't have time for this. But I've learned about myself of like, okay, this is where I am this is part of, this is what it looks like to take care of oneself. And I know that. And so I, fortunately, I had that space. I didn't have that space on my calendar, but I had that space. I didn't. I wasn't walking into a meeting. I wasn't having to facilitate something. I wasn't walking to coach a client. I was not responsible for any other person on my calendar in that moment, other than the work that I was wanting and committing to get done, that I had committed to get done. And here's a little sidebar is sometimes the days I struggle are the days that I have that space where I'm not responsible for other people, clients, family, friends, right? Take an inventory of your life. Do you notice that happening? Do you notice that when you've got boom, 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 and your backs up against the wall, you just get stuff done. But when you maybe have some space, it's a little bit harder to, and that's where then the emotions come up that, the, the ability to push things off no longer exist. So these are the days that I typically have time for fun, for joy, for, for creative work, which is really vulnerable and hard, right? Where I'm going to get a lot of stuff done. And sometimes that becomes the space of my soul saying, Corinne, you need to come in and take care of you. So I know that these days can be a bit harder because oftentimes I'm emotionally spent. So I've been watching and learning and connecting with where's my emotional energy and trying to align not only the time, but the emotional energy I have with the work that I do. How do I best serve my clients? I need to have, make sure I have a full, full Mason jar of energy when I work with clients, because that is really deep work and to support them. I love it. It's fulfilling for me, but it's deep work. So I need to make sure that I have Mason jars filled to the brim so that I can support them. What I hadn't done was I was pushing through, pushing through, and I was in deep struggle. So being aware of that is so important because so often we think that, you know, once I have these tools, once I figure this out, I'm going to live in the promised land. There aren't going to be shit shows, right? And my friend, that is magical thinking because the journey has a messes. It does. The struggle is part of the process. And as a coach, I'm sharing with you, I struggle because this is what life really looks like behind the scenes. I often say I get the privilege of seeing the behind the scenes, right? I am the safe, confidential place for my clients to verbally vomit, unpack, show up at their messy selves. That is their space to do that so that then they can go back out into their worlds And often my clients are people who the public or who the people in their lives think they don't often have struggles, right? They look like they have beautiful lives. They are successful. They have the fancy titles, right? They've built successful businesses. They're well-connected. They have a life of, you know, friends and engagements and family, right? They may look like they have the quote perfect marriage. They're sought-out leaders, people who want to pick their brain or admire their leadership. There's a lot of people that look at them and go, wow, they have it all figured out. Those are my clients. But on the inside, they still struggle. And that's the thing. That's the human experience. And I have brought on, you know hundreds and hundreds of guests to share what really goes on inside of humans over the course of the last 16 years. And we tend to forget that when we're in our own struggle, we have so much shame and we think I'm the only one. What I know for sure is that everyone has struggles. Not only do I have mine and all the guests that I've brought on over the years have theirs. And my clients who bring them every week, they share with me their struggles. And yes, we share their wins and their yay They typically blaze past their yay me's because they're onto their next struggle, right? But the truth in life, work, and athletics is there's a struggle. And the reason I bring in athletics is that that's part of my world. And parents often think, and I had a parent tell me this last week, I just want my kid to be successful. I just want them to be successful. And I was like, okay, well, what does success look like? Well, they'll be able to, you know, be an athlete in college. I'm like, okay. And I said, well, wait, hasn't your kid gotten high points, you know, as an age grouper over the years? And they said, yes. And I said, well, to a lot of people, that's success. And she looked at me and I said, it is fucking hard. And I had to use that word because that's the truth. There's so much vulnerability. We have that success of what other people be like, wow, I'd love my kid to be this, you know, high point winner at championships, right? To score the most point in their age group, that's success. And then there's that vulnerability of what's going to happen in five or six years. Will they be able to be in college? And then those kids in college, as parents are going, oh no, there's this vulnerability of maybe they don't make the travel team or what if they get injured or will they end up, you know, feeling happy at the end of their career? There's always the struggle. <laughs> There's always a struggle. Doesn't matter which arena or what part of the parenting, there's always a struggle. And that's the same about life. That's the same about work. Athletics, work, life, it's the same. There is struggle. Doesn't mean that we need to fondle the struggle or, you know, look for struggle. There's plenty of it there. It's just to know that it will be there. And then how are we going to move through it? So, and the other thing that's really important is Because you go through struggle, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. I can't tell you how many parents or how many clients who we wind up, you know, talking about parenting because parenting, there's so much struggling and they have so much shame that they are the only one. And I can tell you this with all the people I coach, with the parents that I lead, parenting is really, really challenging. There's a lot of struggle. I mean, it is, let me lead 200 people. You know, parenting a 21-year-old and a 22-year-old is one of the hardest things that I do. It's hard. There's there's not this playbook of we know how to navigate through this, right? There's a tremendous amount of vulnerability. But going back to my struggle, my struggle wasn't about vulnerability. I was really in deep struggle. I was really, really sad. I was really sad. I felt beaten down. I was exhausted emotionally. The weather was pouring rain so that, you know, I think there was some of that tension too. I was feeling lonely, you know, and, and I'm a person, I know a lot of people and there are times, and maybe I'll talk about this on another show. It wasn't my thing that I'm going to talk about here, but there are times I can feel lonely. And I used to have shame about that. Like, oh, there's something wrong with me. So that was a part of the ingredient of the struggle, but there was just struggle. And what I know is, is that other years in January, felt more like anxiety or like I was jumping out of my chest or, you know, years ago when I was first learning about emotions, I remember my skin, like just feeling like there was just like, I could feel the sensations on my arms because I I had not known how to feel emotions. And I'd so disconnected from emotions and from feeling and sensations. And I remember that. So now as I have developed emotional intelligence and, you know, I have an emotional vocabulary and I have an understanding of the variables of emotions, all the way from shame to joy and all the, you know, calm and compassion and also the ability to hold space for those difficult emotions, I just realized I was in deep struggle, right? And I can unpack that. But because I was allowed by myself to feel and to check in and and to admit to myself, oh, Corinne, I'm in deep struggle, and that's really important, because that allowed me to sit here and allowed me to be with me, and allowed me to stop trying to push through, and allowed me to cry. And because I've done this work, the beauty is is that I was able to trust myself and know that I wasn't going to cry for six hours. It wasn't you know, the old fear was like, and I've heard clients say this, if I cry, I'll never be able to stop. And what I know is that those emotions need a release and they're not going to carry on for six hours unless I sit there and I fondle the story over and over and over again. But if I allowed myself to feel it would be a release and it would flow through and then it would stop. And seven minutes later, it stopped. That didn't mean I went to happy joy, joy. What it meant was I moved through the day and I recognize I'm in struggle. What does support look like for me right now? how do I take care of myself? And so as the demand started coming in during the day and about appointments and this or that, I could be really clear with what I could do and what I couldn't do. And it carried on. It was so interesting. It carried on that night and it carried on with family. And I had an extended family member who called me up and wanted to have this family Zoom meeting like right then. And I said, no, I can't. You know, and then as I started to look through the next couple of days, I go, well, okay, none of the other days are very good. Okay. What I need is an hour. I need to make dinner and then I can come back and have this meeting. And so that's what we did. And I just own that I was struggling and I was going to move at a slower pace, which again, for me who values productivity and efficiency, you know, is not the easiest thing, but I've gotten better at meeting myself where I am. So again, this doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. I want to share a story. A friend of mine, he was telling me this the other day. He's a doctor, but he said that he has monkey mind. And he goes, you know, when I'm at work, I'm like, I've known this about him for the last 20 years. Like he's a very focused, efficient, you know, productive doctor. Boom, boom, boom. He gets through his stuff, treats his patients, gets to know them, but he handles things. And he's like, I don't have the monkey mind at work. But then when I'm around at home with family and friends, it's challenging being focused. And not listening to his monkey mind. And I get that. That's an example of like when I know when I'm walking into days that are full client days, I'm doing speaking, I'm leading people, I'm facilitating trainings, right? I'm running a retreat. There is this part of me that goes, okay, I know I have a responsibility and this is the commitment. This is living in line with my integrity. I'm going to focus on this part. I can come back to what may be going on. Sometimes maybe it's about having the space to clear it before. And if I don't, it's about staying focused. And then when you have that white space, that's where maybe you might consider yourself you're unraveling. You know, maybe you consider my struggle the other day as unraveling, but there was that space. I got the things that needed to get done. And then like this podcast was supposed to, actually not this one, the one that I still have written in draft form was supposed to be recorded, right? But what I decided to do was pivot and and share with you this story, because I think this is really important. We forget, we get into magical thinking that people don't struggle or people who have it all together or who are successful or who are coaches don't struggle. And what I know, because I'm behind the scenes a lot and I'm behind the scenes in my industry, is everybody struggles. What we don't do is share. We don't always share. And so that's why it was really important For you to know that this is part of the process, we do struggle. It's not your job as a listenership to help me move me through my struggle, right? I have tools, I have my support systems, I have my coach, I have my somatic therapist, I've got colleagues, I have friends, I have my own team and in my company, right? So I have a support structure that's there, but I also have to be on my team. And that's what that day was. And the other thing that's really important is, as my friend was talking about his monkey mind, he goes, well, one day, you know, I'll be able to like have control over this monkey mind and I won't have this problem. And I want to alert you is that is magical thinking, my friend, right? Managing our minds is like managing the dishes or our laundry. There's always going to be more dishes. There's always going to be laundry, Right. You may be really good at minimizing the dishes you use or how much clothes that you, you need to wash and you can be efficient, but no matter how efficient, there's still dishes. Even if you have a dishwasher, there's still the unloading of the dishwasher and putting away. There's also the ability to outsource. You can outsource and there's still the management of it, right? So if you outsource within your family, there's the coordinating of them, right? Maybe they put stuff in the wrong space. If you have somebody that comes into your home and they do your dishes for you, you could do that, but then you have to manage when they get sick, right? Or you can hire services for your laundry or you know, where they come and pick it up and they bring it back. There's still the management. We get into magical thinking like, "whoo, it's going to be fantastic. I mean, they're going to come in and get my laundry and leave, right? There will still be struggles. There will be tensions. That is how real life works. So just like how the dishes and laundry need to be managed. Our minds will always need to be managed. And once we get a handle on it, it may take less energy. Right. And I used to, we'll go back to the dishes. I used to argue with reality all the time. Like, I shouldn't have to do dishes. I'm a busy person. I don't have time for this. And I remember Byron Katie, I think when she was on my show, talked about that. She's like, We argue with doing the dishes all the time. But anytime we argue with reality, we lose 100% of the time. Instead, if we just did the dishes, how much time does it take? And I, we have a dishwasher, and a lot of times I wind up hand washing some of the dishes I do. It's just some of them, they need to be hand washed, doesn't go in the dishwasher. And some of it's just faster to do it that way, or I feel like I do a better job, or it's just not that hard to do. It doesn't take that long, especially when it's a one off meal that I'm making. Granted, when there was a family of six in here in our home, that was different, and doing a dishwasher was much more effective. The last week I was home by myself, I was all alone. And it really was just a lot easier just for me to do my dishes, right? It doesn't take that much time. And when I create systems to support it, there's not the energy drain. But when I used to argue with it, thinking I didn't, shouldn't have to do it, it there's a waste of my time. I remember back a long, long time ago, a couple of decades, I let it pile up. And then just the energy suck of that sitting there constantly, knowing it was there, I'd see it and not liking that space that was really, really draining. So managing our minds is like managing the dishes. We can argue with reality and say that this shouldn't be this way, or we can work on managing it. And as you develop systems, it doesn't actually take much energy. Like I don't have the drama around the dishes that I used to have. I still have dishes. You could say, well, you don't have a family of six living at home. No. But when I was in college, <laughs> Living, you know, essentially by myself responsible for me. I had a lot more drama about the dishes than I do now. And that was back then when I didn't even cook. So the dishes took a lot more energy from me then because of my mindset than they do now. There will always be more dishes and more laundry to do. Remember, <laughs> our mind is just like that. There's always gonna be more thoughts because our brain is hardwired to tell ourselves stories. I understand that. I want to go back to the other day. I was in deep struggle, and because I allowed myself to admit it to myself, I was able to stop and cry, and I allowed myself that space to cry and to feel it and to be uncomfortable and to allow the release. Remember, for me, it took seven minutes, and I've tested this out over the last 10 years, so I have a lot of evidence, and I know this, and I let it out, and I released it. And then I was also able to get back to doing work and a lot of the work was surface level to-dos that needed to get done. And that didn't require a great deal for me, you know, unlike coaching or leading or creating. And here's a key important element. I was kind to myself. So going back to my friend with the monkey mind, he's like, oh, I have these crazy thoughts, right? We don't want to go, oh, well, I was so overly emotional. Right And judge ourselves, and I understand there's a lot of judgment in the world, especially with women and emotions. Having emotions is not a bad thing. Yes, we need to emotionally regulate it. We need to be responsible with our emotions as we go into spaces. right? It can't be a hot mess when I'm coaching a client and not notice even the hot mess. There's some judgment in that, right? I can't be in deep struggle when I'm coaching a client. I need to do work to ground myself so I go in and give them their space. Right, in that invisible layer. Being kind to myself is really important. Not judging myself. I didn't beat myself up. I didn't call myself names like, oh, right, like my friend with the crazy thoughts. I instead recognized I was not doing well. I admitted to myself I was struggling. I released my inner emotions by allowing myself to cry. I gave myself permission. To not go back and rewrite and record my podcast, even though it was on my calendar. I realized that even though I had the time allotted, I realized I didn't have the emotional capacity and the creative capacity. And I moved it. And here I am back with you today doing it. So here's the thing: today as I record the show, I'm not in deep struggle. I was four days ago, but today I'm not. And I realize, you know, as I close up today's show is we have these grand visions about being happy, being on the right path. When things don't go as planned, we often think that there's something wrong with ourselves. And I decided to share with you that, yes, I also struggle. It's not that there's something wrong with me. It's that I'm part of the human experience, right? This is real. We all struggle. And it's so easy to put coaches on pedestals and think they have it all figured out. Whether they're athletic coaches, leadership coaches, executive coaches, business coaches, right? All the stuff that I do. Or we we see a shiny Instagram post, right? And think or, that they don't have struggles. Or we see famous people and we think they don't have struggles. And then, you know, how stunned are we when we see divorces that happen? Like, and we'll talk about like Tom, Brady, and Giselle you know, and how disruptive was it in the football arena when they got divorced? Like we thought they were, with the image that was out there was they were this perfect, happy family that had it all, right? They were successful. They had, you know, they were both top in their games, right? Or in their fields. They had these kids, they figured out how to do it and their marriage ended, right? We constantly see these famous people who, whether they're business leaders, and then we'll see their marriages fall, you know, get divorced, like Bill and Melinda Gates, they ended their marriage. We see entertainers, we put them on these pedestals. And then we are surprised when they come out with their struggles. And then we talk about, we need to talk about mental health. We forget that yes, everybody has struggles. You know, Michael Phelps has been talking about it a lot since he's retired about mental health. Alison Schmidt, who's one of his good friends and teammates, you know, she's on a mission as well to talk about mental health. Like, so these are both world record holders, gold medalists. And oftentimes parents go, God, if my kid could have that, then we would be set. They would be happy. And here are people who have achieved greatness who are coming back and saying, I had my own mental health struggles. If you are struggling, it's not because you are weak, it's not because you are bad or broken. You're struggling because that is part of the human experience. There are tools, there's support, and the other part that you have to be part of that system, and sometimes we can't because we're struggling so much. There's not something wrong with you. There is support that is out there. So when I was first started the show back in 2006, and I invited all these guests on my show, I thought they had it all figured out. I was like, oh, they're going to show me the path So that once they show me that path, I'll never struggle. Like I'll just learn from their mistakes and move forward, right? Like, but what I've learned over the years is one is they do have struggles still to this day, no matter the success, just like I talked about with all those different people. Sometimes it's daily. Sometimes it's weekly. Sometimes it's monthly. Sometimes it's seasonally. Like it depends. And it also depends on which arena Sometimes they may not have, you know, struggles. Some of my clients don't have struggles in money. They're really, really good at money, but they're struggling in a different arena in their life. Or maybe they're really, really good at parenting, but they're really struggling with owning their voice in the work arena. Everybody has struggles. The one area though is even the parents who are really, really good at parenting. The One area that I know is, That with the hundreds of people that I coach and I lead each year, there's not an adult who doesn't struggle with some sort of parenting, right? Our kids are growing. The world is different than the way we knew it. The world is different shoot than the way it was, you know, when my bonus kids were this age, right? So it's constantly evolving and changing and there's all this noise in the world about what we're doing wrong. So parenting can be a struggle. Being in a loving and committed relationship is a struggle. Doing meaningful work has struggles. So my friend, the struggle is part of the equation of our lives. And remember, when you think there's something wrong with you, remember, I too have struggles. And I'm a coach. I have tools. I have insights and knowledge. I've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of experts over the last 16 years. I was ferocious about getting as much insight, right? I've done lots and lots of trainings looking for how can we get there? I remember my beginning years, it was about, we just need to get to the promised land. Now I realize, like, oh, you can maybe go visit the promised land. It's like a vacation. There's still going to be shit shows, right? So I too, Have struggles, even with all the knowledge. And it doesn't have to be depressing because we can actually move through it. And remember, I have my own support. Make sure you have support in your life. And know that it's okay if you struggle. You're not alone. I don't struggle every day, right? Sometimes I struggle, like the other day, and I can move through it. The big thing is, as Brene Brown says, owning your story. And loving yourself is the bravest thing you can do. And so today, I've owned my story and I've loved myself. And I've shared it with you to give you some insight that we go through struggles. So when you think you weren't supposed to struggle, then consider maybe you're trying to live your life as a highlight reel instead of realizing that there's a lot of messiness that comes with our lives. And the other thing about owning our story. And owning our struggle is it doesn't mean we live in the swampland of struggle, right? I moved through that day. I took care of myself along with taking care of my responsibilities. And today I'm back writing and recording this podcast and still on time so that my production team can then take it and process it and do all the stuff that they do to it. And the beauty is, is that I've learned about myself over the years. So I've created some buffer space. So yes, I delayed it. I pushed it out. I was trying to get it done ahead of time. And I had still some space. I actually have a few more days before the deadline is. And so I love having that buffer space where if things do go sideways, I have the ability to get it done versus what I used to do a long time ago, just push through, suck it up, get it out. And sometimes that happens in life. We just have to do that. So the next day I woke up and I was a little better. It wasn't like magically happily better, but I was a little bit better. And that night involved in some downtime, being able to take a nice bath, getting to bed early, right? I really worked on taking care of myself. So my invitation to you is to allow yourself to be aware of what is going on inside of you and admitting it, releasing it was an awesome lesson for her to incorporate into her life. Go to the show notes and there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up and get these emails in your box.